Welcome. Welcome to the AV Forums Podcast Extra, presented by Phil Hinton. Hello and welcome to the monthly AV Forums Podcast Extra. I'm joined by Steve Withers. Hello, Phil. And we're going to give you a rundown of all the October news and reviews here at AV Forums. So, Steve, let's kick off with the latest home cinema news. This week's... Audio-visual news. Thanks, Phil. And as is always the case uh, in autumn, it's been a busy period for the projector manufacturers uh, with launch of new 3D models from Sony, from Panasonic, JVC, Sim2, Optoma and Epson. Uh, we, know we took a look at the Sony HW30ES and the Panasonic PT80-5000E uh, back in September. But at the beginning of October, uh, you and I went to JVC's headquarters in London for an exclusive hands-on look at the new uh, JVC DLA X30 and the X70, both of which are 3D DILA projectors. Now, obviously, what we saw were pre-production samples, so um, we won't, we didn't do a review then. But we will be doing reviews, uh, full reviews of production samples in November. So look out for reviews of the X30 and the X70 very soon. And of course, don't forget we have a video with Steve Carter. It's on the website now. It's on the homepage. Uh, certainly at the time of recording this podcast. So go and check out the video if you want more information on those models. Now, we're also currently reviewing the uh, Optoma Theme Scene HD83 3D DLP. Uh, it's around about the £2,300 price mark. It's sitting in my cinema room at the moment. And I've yet to switch it on, Steve. Uh, busy filming <laughs> the chassis and so on before I, I get it all set up. But um, you've also taken delivery of the £1,300 HD33. Uh, again, it's a 3D projector, and um, it's the first sort of real contender, I think, in, in the £2,000 and under price bracket. Yeah, absolutely, Phil. I mean, it only arrived this afternoon. I haven't had a chance to even take it out of the box yet. But I did get a chance to see it uh, in the Manchester show last weekend. And I have to say, uh, it looked quite impressive. In th- I only saw 3D, I didn't see any 2D. But uh, I thought it looked very impressive, particularly considering that it's only £1,300, which is a staggering price point for a 3D projector, considering that um, the first 3D projectors only came out a year ago, uh, and they were the cheapest even then was three and a half grand. Yep, and uh, add an extra zero to that £1,300. And uh, we're talking about the Sim2 Nero 3D DLP. Again, it was uh, shown at Manchester. Uh, just last weekend and uh, hopefully we will also have that in for review in november and uh, you get the honors again steve with this one yeah i do feel i get the chance to take a look at that one which is going to be an interesting comparison compared to the uh, the hd33 i also got a chance to see the nero when i was at manchester um looked very impressive of course but then you'd expect that for thirteen thousand pounds um but yeah it'll be it'll be an interesting comparison between as you say two projectors that are a difference of 10 times the price now a bit of an exclusive for the podcast because uh, you guys listening are going to find out about this first uh, but we have another sony 3d model coming in the shape of the vw95 es that's coming for review however we will be having in november 23rd of november if i have my dates correct which i do and uh, we're going to have an event with sony now details are sketchy at the moment uh, we haven't had the the final planning through and the final confirmation of that date but mark it in your diaries if you're in the london area uh, that's the 23rd of november it should be rather special but that's all i'm going to say at this moment in time and uh, just to wrap up on this i mean obviously steve uh, lots of projectors now coming out lots of 3d models from 1300 pounds up to well well into the 30,000 pounds if you go with it with a big sim 2 models the uh, three chip uh, 3d uh, dlp models so uh, lots of choice out there and i guess it's never been better in this sort of 1300 pound to, to 4000 pound price bracket 
Yeah, as you say, Phil, massively competitive in that price point now. I mean, this time last year, all you had was a JVC X3 at £3,500. And now this year, we've got uh, Sony, Panasonic, JVC, of course, um, uh, Epson, Optoma, all with projectors between £1,500 and, uh, and £3,500. So it'll be interesting to see how things pan out. And obviously, we're looking forward to getting them in for review ourselves. I mean, you've already seen two of them, the Panasonic and the Sony. And as you say, we're currently looking at the Optomas. We should have, um, have the JVCs in a few weeks. So, um, yeah, very competitive. It'll be interesting to see how things pan out. But right now, it could be a better time to buy a projector. If you're interested in 3D um, and you want to see it on a big screen, which is the best way to see 3D, then definitely right now for consumers, tons of choice. So as for uh, other reviews posted this month, Mark Hodgkinson has uh, recently published his in-depth look at the new Toshiba. Uh, 55WL863, or as we call it, the Sevo TV. It is a 3D TV, and the first to be released in the UK from the company. Now, uh, this is good news, but bad news, because the top-end model from Toshiba is just not coming uh, this year, Steve, to the UK. We were told that back uh, back in May, I think it was, when we went to Italy to, for their launch, that Toshiba just don't see a market for a high-end uh, enthusiast TV, obviously something that we argued with them quite strongly. Um, but obviously, we've had to settle with the 863, the WL model. It, it was a 55 inch, and whilst uh, you know, Mark thought it was contrast rich and, and had natural looking images, uh, and it did enough to gain a recommended badge. There were some shortcomings with uh, the side-by-side 3D, which a lot of manufacturers seem to be struggling with, Steve. And uh, this one also had an undersaturation of red, which was just the native uh, colour gamut. Yeah, that's right, Phil. I mean, it is disappointing that Toshiba feel that, that there's no market in this country for uh, for a high-end um, high-end TV, uh, because clearly that we know there is. I mean, we see it on the forums every day. There's definitely a market for it out here, but, um, but obviously they, they don't feel the same way. Um, the TV itself, read, reading Mark's review, yeah, it seems like it's a bit of a mixed bag, really. Um, some good performance, particularly with 2D, but you're right, Phil. So many manufacturers seem to be getting tripped up by... Uh, by the 3D performance side of things, um, and particularly by side-by-side broadcast, which is ironic considering that is the primary delivery method um, in the UK at the moment. If you think about it, most of the 3D comes from from watching Sky, really, uh, and the odd Blu-ray here and there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a shame. But um, hopefully hopefully this can be addressed with a firmware update at some point. Also, a little bit disappointing that you know this TV comes with auto calibration. It comes with probably Toshiba's most complete uh, menu setup as well, looking at the menu system that's on there and comparing it to previous Toshibas that I've looked at. Uh, but again, this undersaturation on red, which is a native thing, you know, if there's an undersaturation on red, you can't add it back in because it's not there. So you're not going to hit reference point in terms of colour gamut. And uh, like Mark said in his review, Toshiba's CMS systems are, are very much hit and miss. And if if you do use a CMS uh, from time to time, um, it adds in image artefacts. And moving on with other reviews, and uh, Russell had a look at the Tannoy DC10, DC8 and DC6 LCR speaker package. If that means nothing to you, uh, then it's a premium 5.1 surround sound speaker system uh, provided by Tannoy from their definition range. And it came in at just under £12,000, Steve, and it got a Best Buy badge. Yeah, it's £12,000 without subwoofer as well. Um, and Best Buy, according to Russell, well, inter- interesting definition of the term Best Buy. But uh, you know, <laughs> we know, we both know how how finicky Russell is in terms of uh, audio performance. So if he's he's scoring that as a Best Buy at twelve thousand pounds, then it must be an absolutely fantastic system to listen to. That's all I can say. What the review is, it's not strictly a package. 
uh, because these speakers are all sold separately. But it's a package that Tannoy have put together for for him without a subwoofer. But listen, folks, for for to get a badge and from Russell, it, it's certainly good enough for you to go and demo and see what you think for yourself. If you got twelve grand burning a hole in your pockets and uh, Steve you also got to conduct um, an in-depth review of a TV we've been waiting for a long time the 55LW980T which is uh, LG's nano TV with nanotechnology bit of a mixed bag with that one as well yeah it was Phil I actually got delivered when we were recording the previous podcast extra um, so I had a quick look at it when we were recording that I did briefly mention it then and had been quite impressed by it because I only just looked at it briefly having done a more in-depth review um Yes, the nano filter does address the banding issues that plagued the 8900 and 9900 last year uh, when you don't have local dimming on. It, unfortunately, it's native blacks are, are quite poor. And when I, when I activated the local dimming, um, then you could see banding again. And I'm not quite sure why this is, but uh, unfortunately, it basically meant either you didn't have the local dimming on and there was no banding but poor blacks, well, you turn the local dimming on, in which case you had good blacks, but then you had banding. So that was a bit that was a bit of a shame because obviously the main reason for introducing the nano filter was to eliminate this banding, um, and ideally to help eliminate haloing when you have local dimming activated. But once again, there was haloing haloing uh, present. So overall, a, a very good 3D and good 2D performance, but just a few little niggly things that I was hoping would be addressed with the nano filter and frankly weren't. Uh, so I got recommended on, on the basis of its. Uh, 2D and 3D performance, but I still feel that um, LG aren't quite there yet. Still a long way to go, and and obviously we discussed this in length with the latest Home Cinema podcast, which uh, was published last week, uh, where Steve and myself are joined by Russell and uh, our special guest, Greg Lowen from uh, Line AV, who is also the lead video standards trainer for THX. Uh, in that podcast, we do discuss our hands-on experience with the new JVCs, which we mentioned right at the start of this podcast. Russell rounds up on uh, the National Audio Show, uh, which was held a few weeks back. And we also present the first of our how-to series on display calibration with Greg Lowen, uh, who takes us through basic front panel control setup to help you get the most out of your TV and projectors picture. And to wrap up, we also look at the KEF T305 speakers with Russell and the previously mentioned Nano TV with Steve. So if you want a more in-depth conversation, it's about an hour and 20 minutes worth uh, with our first how-to series with Greg, then go and download that podcast. And we'll be back in a second with the biggest topics on the forums this month. You're listening to the AV Forums Podcast Extra. So we'll move on to look at the most popular threads on the forums in October and there's no prizes for guessing what topic has dominated the forums, Steve? Yep, Apple iPhone 4S. Um, it's been, I think, five of the top ten topics on the threads have been about the Apple iPhone 4S. Um, I didn't even know it was coming out, to be honest, <laughs> until I looked on the forums, but apparently <laughs> everyone on the forums is interested in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> where, were you? where were you hiding well, under a rock? I honestly didn't know it until you mentioned it to me when we were at JVC. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now the desk has settled. I don't think I don't think I'm going to get rid of my iPhone four. I'm quite happy with that, and uh, it looks like uh, kicking off straight away with the four S is uh, a thread about the poor battery. Um, That's always the case with Apple's. Isn't always it? the case because it's built in, and, and you can't change it. You can't buy a new one. Well, you can, but it's going to cost you a fortune. You got to take it back to Apple. Uh, but other than that, I mean, there's all things 4S seem to dominate the top 10 lists of uh, uh, the most subscribed to the most uh, the most read threads. And, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's only a phone, guys. You know, onto some proper AV. 
No, it's, uh, yep. I use I use the word proper there, and the Samsung D eight thousand, the UE, which is the LED model, its owner's thread is just outside the top ten, and uh, not far behind that is also the D eight thousand, the PS, which stands for Plasma Thread, uh, and of course you know lots of interest there, and one thread that I've been dipping into recently and uh, having to come straight out again because. Um, <laughs> Well, go and read it for yourselves and you'll see why. It's the LG LW980T owner's thread and it's still generating a lot of interest on the forums and still one of the uh, big threads of this month. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll find that if you look at the LG thread, I get mentioned a fair few times in there too. I don't think people are particularly happy with my review, but my case is always don't shoot the messenger, guys. I mean, I'm only here to tell you what I think and ultimately go and look for yourself. Yeah, we don't believe you, Steve. You're a bad, bad <laughs> man. No, I mean, it's always the case, you know, hype, 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 then hit reality uh, because we've got nothing to sell. We're, we're enthusiastic at the end of the day, Steve. We look at these things. We want these things to be better because obviously we fed all this information back to LG last year on the other TVs and we were really hoping the Nano was going to do something uh, a bit special and unfortunately it just hasn't quite hit the heights that we ho- we'd hoped for. No, that's absolutely right, Phil. And believe me, no one was more disappointed than I was that it didn't didn't completely deliver in the way that I'd hoped. Um, but, you know, th- what can you do? Ultimately, we can only tell you what we see and um, that's the way it was. So excluding general chat, those are the big threads and obviously the iPhone 4S is dominating things on the forums at the moment and likely to do so for another few weeks. Yet we'll be back in a few seconds and uh, we're going to talk games. The AV Forums Podcast Extra Gaming News. Okay, so uh, Steve, we'll move on to our favourite subject. Yeah, games, Phil, always games. Well, I mean, to be honest, uh, we've got a fantastic review team in the game section and they've been busy again this month with um, two new video reviews, one covering the on-live service and another covering Resistance 3 um, for the PS3. Uh, ben Ingber has reviewed the on-live uh, cloud-based gaming service, uh, launched at the Eurogamer Expo um, recently. And Steve Carter has reviewed the latest edition of the Resistance series. And finally, we'll also have a full video report from the recent Eurogame Expo, uh, held at Earl's Court, uh, with news on some of the most anticipated games, as well as developments in bringing games to those with disabilities. Interesting, Phil. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this video. It's uh, it's one that's being done by uh, Steve Hill and his company at Motion, and um, they've been doing some of the game reviews recently. Uh, really good quality game reviews, if I may say so. Uh, go and check them out. They are um, well worth a watch. They're really interesting. And uh, at Motion doing a good job with that. So I'm looking forward to the Gamer uh, Expo, the Eurogame Expo video. Um, should be quite good. And moving on to game reviews, uh, they, those include Ed Software's long-awaited return uh, to the post-apocalyptic FPS Rage on the Xbox 360. Also, there's a review of the highly anticipated and potential Game of the Year follow-up to the Smash, uh, which is Batman Arkham Asylum. Rocksteady Studios' Batman Arkham City is likely to be Game of the Year, according to our games team. Uh, There's also another video review coming up, and um, it's going to complement the already published written review, uh, which is of the HD reworkings of a couple of PlayStation 2 classics, which have been ported over to the PlayStation 3. Uh, Team Ico's... Echo and Shadow of the Colossus. I have no idea what that means. And don't forget to check out the latest games podcast as well, where Mark and Steve and Stephen and Leon, uh, where they're discussing the Eurogamer Expo in quite some detail, as well as reviewing recent game reviews, including Resistance and DSX. So check that out. It was published on the 14th of October. It's up there in the podcast's forum. Uh, go and check it out and uh, go and download it. And we're going to talk about movies next. The AV Forums Podcast Extra. Extra. 
And kicking on with the podcast extra, we're going to move over to movies, Steve, and uh, been very busy in October where we published nearly 30 reviews. Yeah, Phil, it's been a busy month for the for the guys on, on, the, on the movie side of things. We've uh, been reviewing 2D and 3D move, uh, Blu-rays, of course, uh, and this month we reviewed uh, 3D Blu-rays for Mars Needs Moms, uh, which lost about $150 million when it came out in the cinema, uh, The Green Lantern, The Final Destination, Beauty and the Beast, and The Lion King, which has surprised everyone by taking nearly $100 million, uh, in the in the US box office on its theatrical re-release there. Uh, we also We've course been covering 2D Blu-rays. Uh, we've covered The Tree of Life, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, and a couple of old favourites like Scarface, Silent Running, and The Exterminator. Um, now, if you haven't already listened, uh, please check out the latest movies podcast where we discuss in detail the Star Wars Blu-rays. And that went up on the 7th of October. And definitely well worth a listen if you'd like to hear our views on both the prequels and the original trilogy, of course. Yeah, it was good fun recording uh, that Star Wars podcast. It is an hour of us going on and on and on. But uh, some good points in there, Steve, for people to pick up on. If you have any uh, opinions of your own, then certainly enter them into uh, that podcast thread, which is in the podcast forum. And uh, let's see if we can generate some conversation on the releases, which weren't without uh, quite a bit of controversy there, Steve. Yeah, and I should probably apologise in advance for the fact that I'm on it quite a lot in that podcast, ranting and raving about (laughs) about those Blu-rays. So probably best to stop you there, Steve, before you start ranting and raving again on on this uh, podcast. But also, uh, we've got some big reviews coming up in November, which include the Jurassic Park trilogy, which has just been released on Blu-ray. I've got to say, I got my copy nice and early last Friday uh, in terms of recording this podcast, and I spent most of the weekend going through it. Again, it's going to be another controversial one, Steve. There, there are some issues uh, with the transfers, not only Jurassic Park 1, but I've got to say, for a universal release, it's not as bad as it could have been. Uh, and also, the Toy Story trilogy on 3D is also hitting Blu-ray this month. Yes, I've got the Jurassic Park box set as well. I haven't actually watched the movies yet, but I have checked out some of the extras, which are very good. And it's nice to see they've done new high definition documentaries about the making of the films specifically for this uh, for this release. Are you listening, George Lucas? Um, As for Toy Story trilogy in 3D, I'll I'll be reviewing those in November. I'm really looking forward to that because uh, I have seen them at the cinema, all three of them. And I thought they were, I mean, considering that the first two weren't actually made for 3D, um, the the conversions are excellent. They actually do it from the actual original files. It's not a conversion. Yep, so, I mean, lots of big movies coming up, and we also have the Movies Podcast, which we are recording this coming weekend, and it will be published on the 7th of November. It's going to be another feature-packed edition, and um, in terms of personnel, am I right in thinking that we've got Chris back this time around? Chris is back this time, yes. Unfortunately, Kaz can't make it, but we've got Chris back, and we're talking about Candyman and uh, the Jurassic Park Blu-rays, and also the Beauty and the Beast and the Lion King 3D Blu-rays. Excellent. So that's uh, the Movies Podcast. Look out for that. It will be published 7th of November and we'll be back with some forum news in a sec. For up-to-the-minute AV discussion and hardware reviews, visit avforums.com. The highest definition. 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 This is the AV Forums Podcast. Extra. So to wrap up this month's uh, podcast extra, we're going to look at some of the things that are running on the forums and forum news. And the first thing uh, we need to talk about is uh, the survey in conjunction with Seven Oaks Sound and Vision. And we would welcome your participation. Uh, now, Seven Oaks are giving away a Canton Movie 125MX AV speaker package, uh, which is worth around about £399. And the winner will be selected during the last week of November 2011. So what is the survey? 
It's the TV survey, and you can find it in general chat. If you go into that form, have a quick look around, quick search, you will find it. Fill it in. Uh, it'll only take you five minutes, and you could win that Canton speaker package. And it closes during the last week of November, so be quick with that one. Now, Steve, we also have uh, some competitions running. Maybe you can tell us about those. We do. We do have a, we have a competition in conjunction with Kent Home Cinema to win an Oppo BDP ninety five EU. Uh, which I actually reviewed not long ago, and I want a reference badge. It's an absolutely fantastic player, so a fantastic prize there. Uh, but but hurry, because there's only—I mean, as of the date this this podcast will be posted, which is the 28th of October, there's only three more days. So hurry up, enter the competition, and you might win an absolutely fantastic Blu-ray player. And talking about competitions, we have an absolutely amazing uh, one coming up at the first week of November. The competition is being run in conjunction with JVC and Seven Oaks Sound and Vision. So, Steve, what's the prize? The prize is a DLA X30. Absolutely fantastic. Obviously, the objective we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast. Um, and I think someone's going to be very, very happy when they win that. Yep. So don't forget to check the competition page for further details as and when that competition starts. And as previously mentioned in the last podcast extra, uh, we've been working on developing an AV Forums rewards site, uh, which we launched in early November. Now, those of you planning to invest in a new TV, games console, set of speakers or any other electronic gadget this Christmas, don't reach your wallets just yet because the AV Forums rewards site uh, will give you instant access to hundreds of hot deals every week. So as well as reading reviews and comparing prices, you will also be able to save money with over 3,000 leading UK retailers and you will also be able to earn cash back on your online and in-store purchases. So look forward to that one launching in November. Another big announcement, Phil, is that due to the popularity of TV and projector calibrations, we decided to launch the Gold-Approved Calibrator Scheme. The AV Forum's Gold Standard Calibrators Programme has been set up to allow our forum members and members of the public to have access to a directory of professional and reliable calibrators who have undergone a rigorous approval process conducted by the AV Forum's review team, which is you and me, basically. And you'll be able to find these approved calibrators on the forums and also find out which calibrator is nearest you. Uh, the programme is planning to be launched early next week. Uh, it'll be the first week of November. And details will be featured uh, on the homepage once it's launched. And to wrap up uh, this month's podcast extra, uh, Steve, Mark Hodgkinson, Russell Williams, Stuart Wright and myself have all signed up for the AV Forum's Mobros team for this year's Movember. Now, the aim for the team is uh, for us all to grow moustaches in aid of men's health, supporting prostate and testicular cancer research. The goal is also to raise awareness of these health problems that can affect one in three men during their lifetime and encourage discussion on these issues. Now, AV Forums is a discussion forum. It has 98% male membership and we're sure that the issues that we're talking about here uh, do matter to our membership and do relate to a lot of people and we hope that you'll all be able to support the AV Forums team by helping to raise funds or by signing up to join the team before the 1st of November. Now, we will be posting videos, pictures and other uh, interactive features on all our efforts. And uh, we understand, Steve, that some of the results may be a little bit shocking in colour. Uh, yes, Phil, I've never had a moustache for one very good reason. It's it's a bit ginger, frankly. Um, so this is going to be a completely new experience for me, uh, growing a moustache. Uh, who knows, maybe I'll get to like it. Perhaps I'll keep it. Maybe but you'll I, be popular. Possibly, although I always feel that when you're follically challenged on the head, it's best not to try and compensate with facial hair. <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, uh, I'm going to grow a moustache, and uh, anyone who comes to the Sony, uh, the Sony Sony demonstration, will obviously see us there with our moustaches. Uh, I'm saying, God help them, because uh, <laughs> mine is likely to be a mixture of grey and uh, 
slightly ginger. I know Mark's going to be ginger. Russell, well, <laughs> and uh, the boss is also taking part. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of moustache he comes up with by the end of November. So, yeah, we'll, we will probably make fools of ourselves. But it is for uh, a good cause and we hope you will support us. You can donate to the cause or you can sign up to join the team and help at mobro.co forward slash avforums. That's mobro.co forward slash avforums. We'll put that address uh, in the post in the podcast forums so you can link through there. And uh, please do give generously. So our Mobro campaign rounds up the podcast extra for this month. And that's about it from myself and Steve. So thanks for your time, Steve. Thank you very much, Phil. And don't forget to look out for the latest movies podcast. Like we say, it's 7th of November for that one. Games podcast is the 14th of November with the Home Cinema podcast on the 21st of November. And we'll be back with another podcast extra on the 28th. Also, keep your eyes out for the Sony demonstration, uh, which will be on the 23rd of November. Details are still sketchy, but if you keep an eye on the forums, the details will be published very soon. And we want to see lots of you turning up for that event because there's something very, very special to see there. And we're not talking about our moustaches. So this is Phil Hinton saying thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon. The AV Forums Podcast Extra was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and used for promotional use only. The AV Forums Podcast Extra is copyright M2N Limited.